This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Since debuting in 2009, RuPaul's Drag Race has evolved from a plucky little show subverting reality competition conventions into an Emmy-winning entertainment juggernaut. Each episode serves up astonishing performances, compelling drama, and gag-worthy fashion moments that have made it very much a pop culture phenomenon. Over the course of 13 seasons and six spin-off series, roughly 200 drag queens have sashayed into and away from the workroom, and over the years, they've raised the fashion bar, some of them even challenging Miss Charles's title as supermodel of the world. Now the great pop culture debate wants to look back and decide, what are the best runway looks from RuPaul's Drag Race? So welcome to the main stage as we start what we hope will be the first in a series, this time focusing on the very best fashions from seasons one through six. If I was going to judge anyone, I'd judge you on that body where them shoulders should match them hips, but they don't. <laughs> so I'm your host, Eric Resniak, and please help me welcome my panel for this week, not a single one of which has back rolls. There isn't anything else to say, is there, Curtis Creekmore? Then why are you talking? Then why are you talking? <laughs> Bitch, I am from Lafayette. <laughs> He does not have a sugar daddy. He has never had a sugar daddy. If he wanted a sugar daddy, yes, he could probably go out and get one because he is what sickening. Please welcome to the podcast, Gary Jackson. Because she is that girl. You'll never be glamour. Ooh. <laughs> she feels very attacked. It's uh, Marissa Gloss. I don't know about you, Eric, but so far 2021 has been too fucking much. Oh, amen. <laughs> Before we jump into the debate, how does this work? Since this is a mini-sode, there was no public poll. Our panelists simply submitted their top 15 favorite runway looks from Drag Race seasons one through six. We mutually agreed upon the top 16, and we randomly added them to a bracket. Now we argue about it and insult each other, all for your amusement. Want to play along at home? Go to greatpopculturedebate.com and find the polls and brackets tab. There you'll find the listener bracket for this in every episode. Make a copy for yourself. And then fill it out and see if your picks match up with ours. And as I mentioned, we're hoping that this is the first in a series. Next, we hope to do the looks, the looks from seasons 7 through 12, and then All-Stars 1 through 6, and in short order, the International Series. So if you're interested, let us know by dropping a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or by shooting us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or our personal grinder accounts. With that said, <laughs> let's get on to the debates. Three quarters of us prefer Trinity K. Bonet's Blood Orange Fantasy from season 6, episode for the best drag runway to Milan's Janelle Monet cosplay mm -hmm. from the season four, episode five, Dress to Impress Challenge. Carissa, why were you the sole visit to Milan? Why are you walking on this tightrope? Gary, explain why Trinity's colorful couture should advance. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Gary first. All right. So on my bracket, I definitely have Miss Trinity going all the way because first look at that color on that skin tone baby like that mm -hmm. red and that chocolate perfection 
I'll mm-hmm. start there. Um, I also have that the, the placement of those large flowers, they highlight her um, her snatch, her snatch uh, waist. Those two things right there already sets Trinity's look apart from uh, Milan's. And then I just love the layers and the train that she has on this red dress. Uh, it just it gives it more volume. It gives it more drama. Um, and then the deep cut, the deep heart cut shape um, that she has going on there uh, is perfection. She just looks, she's dripping. She's dripping in rich women money. <laughs> That's what we like to see. So Carissa, tell me about Milan, why you picked this one. Because this is a fascinating pick for me. Yeah. And I think, um, so first of all, I have no problem with this uh, not moving forward. And I know that I'm outnumbered here. But I think that this <laughs> this look is kind of the first time we've seen pants on the runway so far in the series. Is that correct? It would certainly be one of the first. I believe Raja wore some pants in season three. Mm. But regardless, and uh, Nina Flowers definitely wore them. Yes, Actually, episode yes, one season three, yes. Yeah. But um, so it was a really ballsy move just for that. Uh, and then the way that she presents it on the runway. And then I f- very much enjoy the lip sync um, that, of course, you know, I, I I think if she wore this look in a later season, it wouldn't have put her immediately in the bottom the way that it did here. So I, I like it for what it is. And I think it was ahead of its time. I think this was a huge inspiration for that pants on the runway um, theme that we get in all stars too. You know, it's funny because when I was watching season four, originally Milan was one of those contestants that just did not stick for me whatsoever. And my impression was that I didn't think that she even had, she wasn't bringing great looks. I'll say that. When I rewatched it, Milan really impressed me, actually, with multiple looks. And she was, if anything, she was trying too hard in the challenges. Mm-hmm. But um, this one in particular, when Carissa nominated, I was like, really? But then I thought about it, and you're completely right. If someone wore this now on the main stage, the, the judges would be all over it. They would love it. But in season four, this was considered verboten. I mean, don't forget, in season five, Alaska nearly got into the bottom for being the boy farmer in the kids' show challenge. They right. did not want to have any type of male gender bending and now you've got people winning snatch game for playing male characters it's a very different show than it was in the beginning exactly. when the transformation yeah. was such a big part of it um right. curtis where are you on this i i think i just have to disagree with everything you all are saying <laughs> amen um, curtis i hate this look i hate it a lot um i really don't care for milan i didn't care on the first watch through she is grating to me, and I'm sorry, Milan. I'm sure you're listening to this because it's such a great <laughs> podcast that everyone is listening to. Um, but it just, it's too man. It's too masculine. Um, if she was going for a Janelle Monet fantasy, where's the fantasy other than the face and the hair? It's just a man's body. Like you got shoulders that don't match them hips, like it's straight up and down, whole body. Get into it, Curtis. <laughs> it's just, it's not good. While on the other hand, Trinity K. Bonet looks like a fucking, ma- like she's on the front of a magazine. She is stunning. That is elegance. That is everything. So it's no contest to me. Thank you. For me, what makes this successful has more to do with Milan's presentation than the sure. garment. If you're comparing garments, there's absolutely no question. And Trinity is giving us Womana, you know, like yes. she's stunning in there. So yeah. And I just wanted to give give this you know pants some props here. (laughs) I think I I think it is just her trying too hard. 
I mm-hmm. I totally agree. We kind of saw it coming, seen it. But you go back to this look, this Trinity look, the fact that she's giving you big hair, she's giving you woman, she's giving you ready to slay. Like, it's a competition. Like, you got to bring it. So, I, I mini jewelry. <laughs> and I will say this. Um, so I'm, I'm, I am going to vote for Trinity, which is three votes for Trinity, one for Milan. Trinity will advance. Um, Trinity was on a lot of our different personal brackets, but also a lot of different Trinity looks were on there. So for me, I was putting forward Trinity's black and white uh, dice one, as well as her amazing Animal Kingdom pheasant look. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what I'll say for Trinity in this best drag one. A lot of times when best drag comes up, because it's a category almost every single season, the queens will come out and I'm like, this is your best drag. (laughs) This is what you have. This is you. Like when Violet, for instance, in season seven came out, I know we're not talking about the season seven stuff yet, but it was like a jeweled, a beaded like tube top, like palazzo pants and a top hat. And I'm like, this is Violet Tchotchke's <laughs> best drag. This is Trinity K. Bonet's best drag. This is what she does. It is perfection. It's elegance. So I think it's fine. I personally, I think Trinity does deserve to advance no matter which one of the looks, but I just wanted to say that she got a lot of nominations and no matter what, I think everyone on this podcast can agree. She is one of the peerless fashion girls of drag race. Mm. Absolutely. Agreed. Uh, next, we were unanimous in our decision that Chad Michaels' inaugural ball look from season four, episode nine, was more electable than Sharon Needles' apocalyptic tour from season four, episode one. It wasn't until the blood finished gushing from my mouth that I even realized that Sharon was dead. But um, <laughs> I do want to say, uh, if I was stunned when we finished putting together this top 16. How many season four looks are on there? Because again, going back to when I was watching these seasons originally, season four did not leap out to me as a strong fashion season, but Chad and Sharon really did bring it, I thought. Did anybody else have thoughts on that? I think I was the one that put Sharon, this look of Sharon's on this bracket. I think when we all got to pick our extra special um selection this was the one i still voted against it because of course it went up against the juggernaut of chad michaels and chad should have won that season but sharon's Mm. look um is it's stunning it's amazing and she made it like when i was going through this and i was thinking okay which looks are better which looks deserve to make it to this bracket in in the first place anything that was made by the queens gets extra points um, because yeah. they have a shorter time frame. They have broken sewing machines, as we've learned relatively recently. Um, yeah. And that look is just, it's amazing. And its it was the first spooky look of the series. Um, yeah. So for me, like it was... it wasn't close because I love Chad's look, and I'll talk a lot more about that later. But this look, I think, deserved to be here for sure. Yeah, and I think you point out that this one, we I definitely also put a lot more weight on made by the gals at in the workroom looks because that to me is a whole different level than just I paid a designer to make this for me. Mm-hmm. But this look in particular changed the game in a very big way. Prior to Sharon walking out on this in, in that season four runway, ugly drag was not really done on this show. You, you could not go there. And she really, this was a lightning bolt moment. And since then, we've had many that, I mean, you could argue that Evie Oddly would not exist without Sharon Needles paving the way for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I Do you know what, um, Eric, you just hit it on the head. Like, I definitely agree with all of that. I think this was the first time that we kind of got a different look at what drag could be. That is innovative. You know, that's pushing drag. And I push drag to what we see now on the runway with some of these girls. Um, so I, I agree. I think that it was a Sharon. She brought it, you know, 
She was a she conversation. Did. She was a conversation. She was. And uh, again, she actually is getting knocked out. We're, we're praising her a lot right now. <laughs> she is getting knocked out. Uh, but I think one of the things I will criticize the show a lot, I love the show. Anyone who knows me knows how obsessed I am with the show. But one thing that it continues to do, even season 13, it's constantly evolving what drag is and what drag can be. Even in 13, I'm seeing different interpretations of drag. And the fact that we're doing this over a decade later with this art form is so exciting to me. And we are very lucky that we have this venue. Because this would not have existed in the 20th century, right? Hmm. Um, it, it is the moment, and I'm so glad that we're living in it. Um, I'm going to move on. Uh, the majority of the panel was dazzled by OG queen Bibi Zahara Benet's finale drag from season one. But Carissa had blue balls over Detox's season five, episode four, Divalicious Look. I'll explain why Bibi's gown had me crowning while Carissa tries to rehab Detox's chances. Why don't you go ahead, Carissa? Okay, so I think it's kind of impossible to talk about the best drag looks and not talk about detox because I think detox is a queen who serves us something every single runway. And I think that she does uh, better in All Stars too. But when I was looking at her um, season five looks, this was the one that I, I liked the best um, because I think it's just stunning. And I think detox does a thing that, uh, that Queens like Willem are sometimes able to do where they wear fashion in a way that looks like they are actually wearing it and not just, I spend a lot of money on this thing and I'm forcing it onto this runway. Um, and so detox to me in this look is wearing this look and it is the most beautiful jewel tone satin. Uh, she's got this really uh, bright green lip. She's got this blonde updo with this tiny blue streak in it. And it's a really, um, dramatic high-low hem and it's a it's got sculptural pleating so it's not a form-fitting dress but it is so short and she's got legs for days and this nude pump and it just I think it's so sexy without being form-fitting at all and it is just fashion to me it absolutely is and this is one of those ones that I think when people look at these top you know, looks from RuPaul's Drag Race, there's a kind of expected canon that you're going to see certain ones, and they'll be on here, trust me. This one was an out-of-left-field choice for me, and I was so glad that it's on here because it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I don't think she ever looked better in season five than this look. Uh, look at that body. I mean, yeah. my God. That Those is legs. flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she came in and absolutely slaughtered All Stars 2 with her fashion. That, to Agreed. me, was when she really hit her stride as a fashion queen. This was, I think, the closest she came to that in season five. And um, I would not be saying no to this if it wasn't up against BB's finale look, which, if you want to talk about another game-changing moment, um, season one was not really a fashion season, right? And that's because the show didn't know what it was. Literally, there were girls walking into the workroom in jeans, also in season two. But um, <laughs> it was the bar had not even been set. It wasn't lower. It just hadn't even been put on the field yet. Oh, God, I made a sports reference. That's a sports <laughs> reference, right? Um, so when you're looking at season one, and we looked at all the looks from seasons one through six, um, there's not a ton of really stand-up moments, but all of them, I would argue, are BB. Or Nina. Those are the only two that I think had any fashion. Maybe Chanel, but that's a, that's a stretch. Um, 
But this look from Bibi, when she came out, and I was watching season one live. I'm an OG fan from episode one, season one. And my God, going into that finale, I was like, it's Nina's to lose. And then Bibi came out in this. And it wasn't just the form of that gown. It wasn't just the shimmer, the accessories that were absolutely perfect. I, I think we mentioned before with Milan's presentation being part of what sold it. I can't not imagine Bibi coming down the runway in this look. And just the energy she gave. That is a queen. If you've never seen BB live, has anybody here seen BB perform live? No. No, I wish. I don't think so. I was very lucky right before the pandemic hit to see the Nubia show, which was <gasps> BB, Shay, Bob, Vixen, uh, Monet, right? Monet actually was not part of it. Maybe she was. I don't, but um, it was essentially like the top tier queens of color of Drag Race. BB is in person as close as I've come to divinity in a drag queen. She just <laughs> oh. has an energy. I'm not even joking. Like there is something about her where like you, it, it's like etheric. It's just totally, totally magical. And this was the closest you caught to that on TV. And so the garment itself is stunning, but also the way that she's selling it is even more so. This is high drag. And uh, that is why I'm putting it above detox, which is still an incredible look. So uh, was everybody else still picking? Gary, you still sticking with BB over detox? Absolutely. And what about you, Curtis? Oh, I'm having a, a difficult time. They're both so, so beautiful. And yeah. um, for the listeners, we made a rule that no looks from reunions would be included. Um, just to make it kind of easier. And they had to be looks that they were being critiqued in. Um, Detox's look from the reunion, the black and white or the grayscale, is one of my favorite looks of all time. Yes. Um, and I, I thought maybe I'll vote and swing my vote because I'm right now uh, in Camp BB, but maybe I'll swing my vote to Detox for that. But then I thought, that's not fair because we're not doing the best queen. We're doing the best look. And right. I love Detox's look. I love that green lip. I think it's just so interesting and so beautiful. But BB is elegance embodied. It's, it is just stunning. So I'm going to stick with BB. And here's the thing here. Uh, we only had 16 for six seasons worth of fashions. Mm. You're talking about a hundred and something queens almost. No, not quite a hundred. Derek Berry was the 100th queen, but uh, you're close. And, uh, you know, certainly hundreds of individual looks. There are no bad looks on this bracket, mm. right? Even in round one, we're going to lose amazing looks. And I think detox is one of them. So with that said, we are advancing BB. We had another unanimous decision in favor of Lynesha Sparks's trash couture garment from season five, episode one, which dropped a bomb on Tyra Sanchez's finale drag from season two. Sorry. That was a bit of a trigger. Um, I, I do want to say, Tyra, so going back, I would argue that season two is the weakest in terms of fashion in the entire franchise. Um, it, there's just not a lot there. Even the moments that I remembered, like Raven's golden goddess look, uh, the bridal challenge certainly was a standout, mm. but there's just not a lot of fashion in season two. Tyra was bringing it to us as much as anyone was. Um, I do think that finale look is gorgeous, especially the way she worked it in that final lip sync. But to me, it was no no contest against Lanesha. Does anybody else have anything to say about Tyra before we move along? A lot. I second everything you just said. <laughs> it wasn't, it, it didn't really, it wasn't wow. Like I, I really had a hard time as well, like pulling from season two um, looks, um, but honey, that look, that look, 
Lanesha's look. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I disagree with Ty. This look of Tyra's being on here at all because it's a bathing suit. It's a bathing <laughs> suit with a capelet and I am ashamed of you all. If anything, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a big Tyra fan as anyone who knows me knows. I think her wedding look was beautiful and could have made this top 16, but definitely not the finale. So I am definitely voting for Lanesha. Carissa, anything else to add there? No, I think I felt like I needed to put Tyra on because everybody talks about her and her fashion. But yeah, when I went back through, I really was not super impressed with what she gave us. Yeah, it is interesting in hindsight. Uh, she was considered, you know, to be a top tier fashion girl at her time. And I mean, I'm sure there are many fascinating dissertations on the tragedy that is the Tyra Sanchez story. But uh, for now, we will close the book on it and move on with Lynesha. On the right side of the bracket, three more unanimous picks to get out of the way. Courtney act soared with her season six, episode nine, Animal Kingdom look, meaning that it was the bloody end for Raja's Carrie inspired look from the season three stand up challenge. Roxy Andrews's Candy Couture look from season five, episode 11, Sugar Ball, made it clear that Willem's Pride Parade extravaganza look from season four, episode six, had all style and no substance. Uh, and don't cry for Raja, as her money dress from the season three, episode 11, Moneyball, was too expensive for Sharon Needle's crowning look from the season four finale, meaning that on this bracket, Sharon is now officially dead and loving it. Finally, in <laughs> round one, 75% of us were upside down and beside ourselves for Manila Luzon's iconic pineapple dress from the season three, episode four, Extravagant Drag Runway. But Curtis supported April Carrion, Come Rain or Come Shine, in her season six, episode three, Best Drag Look. Curtis, put on your rubbers and stomp for April's shower, while Gary doles out compliments for Manila's pineapple dress. I'm going to start with Curtis. Well, it's certainly better than that lip sync of Come Rain or Come Shine. I could tell you that. This look is exquisite. I am normally not a fan of visible undergarments on a look, but I actually think this one adds to it instead of detracting from it because it gives you the option of doing this little bolero capelet moment, which is so pretty. It's so well put together. Um, The yellow is a play on like the little yellow raincoat, which is super fun. And I think this was like a play on April showers, bring May flowers. Um, I love that it's lined. You so rarely see garments on the runway that are actually lined, which this is also surprising because yellow and pink are like my least favorite colors, but I still love this. I think it's just so well done. The umbrella is the most successful umbrella that we've seen, in my opinion. She just... It's drag excellence personified. It's smart. It's well executed. And to me, it's it's beautiful. She looks amazing. Manila's pineapple is fun, but I just think it lacks the polish that April's look has. Interesting. Gary, go ahead and take it from Manila, please. You know what? Let's let's talk about Manila's look. That yellow, see, I'm a yellow boy, Eric. And this mm-hmm. look, it is a pineapple on top of a pineapple. <laughs> she is dripping pineapple, y'all. Like this, the yellow on her skin, of course, is gorgeous. But I am all for this mermaid silhouette that she's rocking, like the the confidence that she's exuding, like, uh. Her hairpiece is <laughs> the freaking pineapple. Like it, I, I think it's campy. I think it's fun. I, it's playful. It, it is sexy with the shaping of it all. Like it, she did what she had to do in this this episode. This to me 
Um, I hear what Curtis is saying, but I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if he would have gotten April's look without something like this, which is both camp and fashion as April's is as well. But that's probably an overstatement. I believe this was actually created by Ivy Winters, mm. um, who did a lot of Manila's looks before she was ever on the show. I don't think you can fault this dress even now. I think it's maybe a little basic compared to what we're used to seeing in current seasons because things keep getting elevated. But at the time, this was a moment, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. There was really nothing else. It's sparkly. The The form is gorgeous. Ugh. The accessories are incredible. It's not just the hairpiece. That goddamn pineapple purse. <laughs> right? That the, the prompted Mariah to be like, a goddamn pineapple? Give me my purse. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> come and on. The, and the earrings, like, oh, it, it just is so complete. Like, it looks so well well made, thought out, and it just, like, just her confidence Absolutely. And when you can make a goddess like Mariah Balenciaga look at your look and immediately like the tongue in their mouth turns to ash, that means you know you did something right. <laughs> and that's what the pineapple dress did. I will concede that uh, compared to modern drag race looks, it's not as impressive as it once was, but I don't think you can deny its place in drag race fashion. Carissa, what do you have to say about this? I think it's it's Manila personified, you know, like in if you distill her, what she gives us is super elevated fashion camp. Uh, and I, and this is the beginning of it, I think for me. And so, yeah, I, I love this look. I think it's stunning. That's a great way to, to look at it. The same way that Detox's Divalicious look was kind of like the kind of introduction to what we'd see from her in All Stars 2. Right. This to me is the introduction from what we would see from Manila in All Stars 1 and 4. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she also used this as the inspiration for her company name because she does Fineapple Couture. That's the name mm-hmm. of her company. Um, so uh, are we all sticking with our picks here? Curtis, are you sticking with April? Yep. The rest of us are with Miss Luzon? Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Let me say this about um, April. It is disturbing to me that April is yet to be brought back for All Stars. I mm-hmm. think um, she was to me the first, uh, no, Kelly Mantle is the first real victim of season six being overstuffed with incredible queens that we got per- certain like actual contenders knocked out so early. April Carrion has got it. I don't know if you continue to follow her on Instagram, et cetera. She's gorgeous yes. as a queen. Oh my God. Stunning gosh. as a man. So stunning <laughs> out of drag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really think April has a lot more to show us. And April is one of those ones that I'm like, please give us an early boot season because I think that April has way more potential. And uh, it's a shame that we didn't really get to see it on the show. So with that, we are going to go backstage to change into our second looks for this challenge. We will be right back after a quick break. Hey, Kate. Hey, Eric. So I heard, and this may be true, that you were actually the Great Pop Culture Debate's very first Patreon subscriber. (gasps) Was I? You were. You're not only a panelist, you're also a founder. Also a founder. I mean, it does give me a feeling of joy to contribute towards high quality podcasts like the Great Pop Culture Debate so that, you know, like I get swag. Yeah. What kind of swag do you get? Um, You get a button. That's the one I signed up for. Is there a tote? I feel like there should be a tote. (laughs) There's not a tote yet, but that's a great idea. I have some other ideas that I'm working on. You get access to things early. You get access to Patreon only little mini-sodes. You get to hear 
hear the warm-ups before when everyone's just kind of getting their little sea legs before they get into the main the main attraction. And you get season zero. You get season zero. It's exactly right. You will never hear the otherwise, folks. And there's some great episodes in that, which include best Madonna single, best RuPaul's Drag Race lip sync, best uh, 90s cartoon. And the only way you can hear those is by getting a Patreon sponsorship with for as low as $2 a month. Then you even get season zero just for that. So, so thank you very much, Kate. Uh, we appreciate all of our Patreon sponsors. And if you do have the interest, please go to patreon.com backslash great pop culture debates and support us. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome back to the Great Pop Culture Debates mini-sode on the best runway looks from RuPaul's Drag Race seasons one through six. While the judges deliberated, in the gold bar, Mariah and Mimi I'm first got into it. Mariah saw the fishnets and they were ripped. So we're going to start round two with another unanimous victory for Chad Michaels' inaugural look over Trinity K. Bonet's best drag tangerine dream, proving once again that Chad is indeed the first lady of drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anybody want to change their vote on this one, or are we sticking with Miss Michaels advancing? As much as I want to root for my my girl Trinity, I'm, that Chad look is unstoppable. Yeah, it really is. It's flawless. And I would say for all of you Trinity K. Bonet fans, let's see, this will be releasing sometime in March and April. I think you might be seeing her again sometime soon. So just uh, FYI on that one. Uh, next up, it's Lanesha Sparks' trash couture garment versus Bibi Zahara Bonet's season one crowning look. One was made on set from scraps, the other arguably the most expensive looking garment from the very first season. I will place a solitary pomp on my head and explain why Lanesha's trash <laughs> is a treasure while gary will sparkle for bb's gem colored stunner why don't you go first gary all right so it is just going back to what you said earlier about bb but for me it is that not only is she the first of her name the first of her kind like she said like you said she set the tone for what we should be looking towards rupaul like just further seasons or future seasons um what i love the most is how the light just hit that dress. Like we all know the little flossy looking thing that Rue had in the first few seasons. Um, but this look on her was everything that, that was a green, the color combination. Oh, and the blue and oh, it was just beautiful. Everything about it was beautiful. And then just like the hair piece in the, in that bun. Like, I just think that this look, I can just keep looking at her walk down that, that runway over and over. That's how gorgeous confidence and just she was the winner. It, it was a look for me. Here, here's a funny little fact. When I was trying to find uh, screenshots of the looks to put together for this, there is no single solitary screenshot of BB's look in this garment that I could find. Everything was just a gif. And I think that is because... <laughs> You have to see this in motion. Like yes. that is how it really is meant to be seen. Um, I, I made a, a screenshot from a GIF, but um, I did find that fascinating that there's lots of screenshots of virtually every other look from season one, but this, I was only able to see it in motion. And I think that's the way it needs to be appreciated. That's but art. With, it's art. It absolutely is. Uh, I will say that 
I'm giving the edge to Linacia here because this is also art and it's art that she made out of wallpaper and in about like six, seven hours. Uh, the accomplishment that Linacia did here was gobstopping. And is that a word? Gobstopping is a word, but that's something that you put in your mouth, which is relevant <laughs> for my interests. But um, I think I'm actually going for gobsmacking. Um, but Linacia really was incredible and I don't think anybody saw her coming. The fact that she didn't win the challenge for this look is crazy. Uh, as, as a reminder, Roxy won this one. Um, but my God, the color was gorgeous. It was this like iridescent purple pink fuchsia, I guess we could call it. Um, the the structured ruffle on there, the the all the way up to the styling with the headpiece. This is incredible to knock this out in episode one and also Linesha barely spoke English like she did this with a huge language barrier it's not just an amazing look it's an incredible achievement for a queen and that's why I put it forward what do you think Curtis I think even so far back as season five the producers were still getting their their feet underneath them and the fact that this didn't win just goes to show like they go into this with very clear storylines and they did not expect Linacia to do well at all. I mean, they brought a queen on who, who set like first language was not English. She didn't have a great grasp on it. So they didn't expect her to do well or to go far. I don't think. Um, and then she turned this out and it is stunning. I was sitting here thinking like if she had different fabric, if she had actual fabric or anything else and she made this dress again using something that was actually like expensive, it would be runway worthy. Like it's still so, so good, but you know, you can see that it, it suffers a little bit from the, the medium. It's still so amazing. I love the middle part where she breaks it up from that shiny, um, billowing wallpaper i guess um i love the structure at the top with that like the moment at her her breast it's just it's it's so good it's so so good so i'm gonna go with lanesha and how about you carissa yeah i'm with lanesha it's i i also will always give an upper hand to someone who makes their garment uh, so that plus the shoe in her hair, like it just, uh, you can't, it's so drag. I love it. I'm going to start walking around with a flip-flop in my hair at all times. <laughs> just so I can be like, it's fashion. You don't understand. Sorry. <laughs> Goodbye peasants. Um, all right. I believe that is three to one for Linacia. Sorry, Gary. I believe BB right. is knocked out. Uh, next, we were evenly split between Courtney X Animal Kingdom costume versus Roxy Andrews Candy Couture look from the season five Sugar Ball. Curtis, wing it and advocate for Courtney while Carissa puts the lick in licorice and makes love to Miss Andrews confection. I'm going to go with Carissa first. Yeah, so I am, in addition to being a very big fan of Drag Race, I'm a big fan of Project Runway. And they always talk about how the unconventional materials challenges are the most interesting for um, the judges, kind of for the designers, although frustrating for them, I'm sure, and for the audience. So this is the drag version. It's an unconventional ball material challenge. And it, this is incredible successful. Roxy has body yadi yadi for days and she knows how to dress it. She made a really smart materials choice in this licorice. Um, 
in that it actually held together overnight. Like Alaska is my favorite queen. I love her to death, but uh, the cotton candy is not maybe your best choice because we all know that once it's exposed to the air, it just like shrivels up. So Roxy, it's just she made smart choices all the way through and I think it shows. And yeah, it's a corset with stuff hanging from it, but it is so incredibly well done in an unconventional material that that gives it the upper hand for me. Nice. Curtis, go for Courtney. Very few looks in the history of Drag Race have made me audibly gasp when they come down the runway and Courtney's is one of them. It is such a well-executed look where it easily could have looked like Welcome to Joanne Fabrics. The chicken feathers are beside the fuzzy balls and the googly eyes. It's it's not that it's the opposite. If anything, her makeup and that applique on her face are amazing. She, throughout the season, had been critiqued for relying on her body. And even though in this outfit you can still see her body, it's not all about her body. It's about accentuating what she has. And then the jaw-dropping moment when she pulled those cables and gigantic functioning wings spanned the whole runway came out i was gagged i was gooped like it's it's one of i think one of my favorite looks ever it's it's just so good roxy's dress i mean carissa said it it's a corset with hot glued candy rope like yes it was probably difficult to make yes it is a moment it looks interesting and she made it herself which again i'm giving her points for that but it really was just gluing something onto something else and even though Courtney probably bought what she she wore, it was just such a moment that I give mine to Courtney. But that's is- also her look is still it's a corset with pull out wings. And once you pull out the wings, then what? Like you get the wow moment for the second that you do that. But then what? You can't even turn around. <laughs> <laughs> I think she turned around at it actually. Well, you need you need eight feet of clearance on either side. But that's like the ultimate drag queen move. Like, bitch, get out of my way! I'm gonna hit you with my wing. Move. I've seen this. I've seen her do this live. She did it on one of the Battle of the Seasons that I saw. Like, and it it, Violet was there. Violet did her her black to plaid runway look Mm. too, and it was really awesome to see it. But like. I, I was less wowed in person when she does it. And then you're, she, it, it's just kind of like, now what? And you know, she did not make this. She bought this. No, she 100% bought that. Um, Gary, where are you on this one? Oh, I am so with Carissa. Um, Roxy's look, like the fact that it held up for the runway was everything. But her confidence, like I just think that that is just that exuded like on that stage. But the biggest thing that I love is that the difference between Roxy's look and Courtney's look is that there's movement. Like there's like Chris is saying, like I'm excited to see how this dress is going to move when she spins. You know, like the little mm-hmm. fringe like kind of idea. And yeah, once you pull those wings, what else is there? Like I need more than your body, Courtney. So I'm I'm signing with Chris on this one. Amen, this sister. One, there you go. This one is really hard for me, and it's because I love both of these looks. Um, I will say, I believe Bob Mackey was the guest judge on the season five Sugar Ball, and I believe when he saw Roxy come out in this one, and sidebar, Roxy not only made this outfit from scratch, she made elements of her other two pieces for the ball from scratch that also incorporated candy, which nobody else did and i don't i have never seen in any other ball like she really tied it all together in a very i thought thoughtful and clever way 
Um, she came out with this, and you kind of get it in the, in the the still we have now. And she twirled, and the licorice swirled around her, kind of came together, and then loosened back up. And I remember, I believe it was Bob Mackey's the guest judge, gasping when he saw that because it was such an incredible flourish. I one hundred percent hear what Curtis is saying. It's a corset with things glued to it, but beyond a corset with things glued to it, she's created her own pattern here, which I'm always going to give props to. She took the different colored licorice and was very thoughtful in the way she did it to create essentially her own textile. Um, mm-hmm. The movement to it is amazing. And I, I think Courtney's look, Carissa had a point. Courtney's look has the awe factor the first time that you see it. And then after that, it's very Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? Now your dancing shoes are always on my couch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel myself drifting towards Courtney here. I'm sorry. Towards Courtney or towards Roxy? I mean, towards Roxy. I feel myself going towards Roxy. Um, And I also do want to say I have nothing but love for for both of these queens. Going through the the looks again, I could do strictly a Roxy Andrews best look bracket. (laughs) And I have 16 amazing looks. That's the truth. And um, that would be a hard bracket to go through. So, Curtis, you staying with Courtney? Yep. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> I think the three of us are with Roxy and her candy couture, so she will be advancing to the final four. And finally, in round two, history repeated itself as Raja once again triumphs over Manila Luzon as Raja's money ball dress paid bigger dividends, in this case a unanimous victory, over Manila's sweet pineapple dress. So our final four is Chad Michael's inauguration ball versus Linesha Sparks's trash couture and Roxy Andrews's candy couture versus Raja's money dress, which means three out of four of them are looks that were made by the queens during a ball challenge. That's kind of cool, mm-hmm. I think. That's yeah. actually kind of surprising to me. And we have two season fives, a season four, a season three. It is surprising to me that we don't have a season six in here, as I consider that to be a strong uh, fashion season. But in retrospect, going through it again, I have to tell you, viewers, I was a little bit surprised by how few of the season six garments stand up to me when compared to season five and even season four, because Chad and and, um, and Sharon both really killed it. Uh, did anybody else have any surprises where they expected more from season six? I think I expected more from season six is because we have had all these other seasons and they're like, you know, pushing it, pushing the envelope and pushing the fashion and what we want to talk about more. And yeah, season six was just like, okay, we're, we're waiting girls. What you got? You know, I think season six is one of my favorite seasons and it was a season that was full of incredible Queens. I thought that was the first one where you had really no obvious chaff and it was just super stocked with major contenders. But I almost feel like the fashions often veered towards stunts as opposed to legit fashion. Mm. That's, that's mm-hmm. my, my, like I'll use Ben de la Creme as an example with the animal runway, uh, animal kingdom runway. I remember mm-hmm. thinking that fly costume was really cool. And I don't know about anybody else when I was looking at it again, I was like, boy that really doesn't hold up does it well it's all in the presentation and it also i think is really successful like she comes out and you're like whoa and then she stands up and you're like ah it's like a transformer moment right but then it doesn't as a piece without that it's not really fashiony right outside of trinity trinity k bonet who do you really have like you get this one look from courtney and then a lot of the rest of it was body yaddy yaddy and she got read for it 
and Bianca wore the same dress every week. So <laughs> I don't, there's really not a lot like Trinity ha- turned some looks. She absolutely yeah, yes. did. If anything, I would have had her on here multiple times instead of pulling some other people. But outside of Trinity, I don't really know that she had much fashion. Trini's back is hurting y'all because she carried that season. <laughs> she carried that season because I agree. Trinity, like on my bracket, I had her going for a while and I was looks. She was turning looks. She kept me excited for season six, but other than her, yeah. It's fair. It's fair. But that I am not ragging on season six. It is still one of my top like three seasons. Mm-hmm. It will always be. It is peerless to me. It's just from a fashion perspective. I was surprised that it wasn't as strong in this bracket that I thought it would be. So with that said, our final four, let's jump into it. Chad Michaels inauguration ball versus Lynesha Sparks trash couture. I want to start here with Carissa. Which one are you going with? Chad Michaels for me. Chad Michaels is drag perfection for me always. And Chad Michaels in this look is drag perfection. All right. How about you, Gary? Where are you coming down here? I am also going to go with Chad. I This look is just so elegant and just so just beautiful, like aesthetically just to look at, like every little piece of fabric is just like well-placed. And how about you, Curtis? Oh, I love it. It's Chad. I love it. And I'm, I'm so excited to talk about it in the final. <laughs> because, yeah, it's going to go to the final. That's a unanimous victory for the inauguration ball of Ms. Chad Michaels. Finally, it's Roxy Andrews Candy Couture versus Raja's Money Dress. And I want to start with Gary this time. Where you come down? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with Chad. I Chad is somebody's wife who owns a country club. Like, she is. she's but- everything. That's not in this one. It's Raja's money dress versus oh. Roxy Andrews candy couture. Oh, I'm going uh, with Roxy. Okay. Like for going sure. With- All right. Curtis. I didn't put up a fight in the last one about between Roxy and Courtney because I knew that it was going to go up against Raja's money dress. And that is not even a competition to me. So it's absolutely Raja moving forward for me. Carissa. Yeah, I, I, as much as I love and advocated for Roxy's dress, uh, Raja's dress is also technically unconventional materials, and it is fashion. And uh, I love it. This is one of those, you know, there's like a handful of looks when you think those first few seasons and, you know, Sharon's apocalyptic look is one. Raja's money dress is another one that immediately pops to your head. Same with Manila's pineapple. So I'm not surprised that this one is here and it deserves to be in the final for me. Uh, I'm sorry, Gary. I'm also going with Raja's money dress. Uh, this to me, Raja. So it's funny going back, looking at the season three stuff. I, Raja elevated this competition in a way nobody had from a fashion perspective. A lot of her looks from season three are now what we would call problematic. There's mm-hmm. more than one of them mm-hmm. that gets into some cultural appropriation. She has been dragged for that. I'm not going to do it. It was a different time. Okay. Um, but this and her hairball look both. And I, I was struggling. I was like, which one do I put up? Um, but I went with the money dress because to me, holy shit, uh, it's made out of monopoly money, but it looks like a million bucks Hmm. and she worked that runway. I mean, as much as Trinity does, Raja works that runway. Have we ever had a better model on this show than Raja? Now that walk is everything. Like, I just think it's so like high fashion. It, It is just Couture. I think it's couture. (laughs) I think I feel couture. Yeah. I I gotta give her her flowers. You know, like I want, I'm I'm pulling for Roxy, but uh, you know, when your heart knows it's Raja, (laughs) you gotta, you just gotta follow your heart on this one. Raja. Yeah. So 
Go ahead. This, I'm sorry. This book, this look has become the benchmark for so many other ball looks. Mm-hmm. How many other times does someone get the Raja box or the money box and they make something and it's cool and the judges are like, yeah, but Raja's dress was better. Yeah. That's why I would <laughs> I mean, never, I would not touch any of those boxes with a 10 foot pole. No, yep. ma'am. <laughs> yep. Go with someone who sucked the first time. Yep. Pro tip, Queen's <laughs> Andreas. Go to someone who sucked the first time. Go for like the um, the dog food box that was uh, <laughs> uh, uh, not Tammy Brown. Why am I thinking? I can't. Robbie. The one who Robbie, Robbie Turner, Turner, the one who, yeah. who made the fake Uber driver that Miss died. Seatbelt. Um, yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. The, the Robbie Turner dog food box. Go for that one. That's gonna give you. <laughs> opportunities for success um so that's a final two of chad michael's inauguration ball versus the raja money dress and i'm going to go around the horn first i want to hear from curtis which one's winning oh god oh no um okay so i haven't gotten to talk about chad's dress at all so i i want to start with that remember what i said about courtney and like very few things making me audibly gasp chad's made me make a different sound and let me get away from my microphone because i went (laughs) Oh, that's the kind of like when I saw her turn that corner, that is, that's my aesthetic. Like as a drag queen, as Jolene Sugarbaker Devereaux, that look right there is exactly what I strive to be every time I get into drag. And I do not have nearly enough money to look like that, but it is perfection. I love the the bottom that just goes out from her tiny, tiny waist that she has cinched off and tied off in that bow. And then the lace top with the green on, on the collar and the cuffs and the hair and the makeup. It is so, so good. It is ooh, probably my favorite look of all time so far. I mean, who knows, right? But it's just it's so simple and elegant and beautiful. And yet I think I have to vote for Raja. And that's only, only because when you look at Raja's dress, when you look at it and she made that with her tiny little fingers, look at all of the bills, all of the pieces of paper that she had to crimp. That thing is made with, I don't like probably a thousand or more, probably more, right? Thousands of pieces of paper that she had to crimp by hand and then stitch or sew or glue into this amazing looking garment. And that's the only thing. Like they are, in my opinion, I think Chad's look is, I like it more. I think it's it's beautiful, but she didn't make it. <laughs> Can can you come back to me? I haven't made my decision yet. <laughs> we all wanted a twist. I totally thought Curtis was going for Chad now, and now he's torn. I'm going to pass it to Gary. Do you have a, a concrete feeling here? Oh, yes. The way that Curtis just outlined Chad's look, it was like literally taking your first bite into a piece of cake. Like, <laughs> she, she looked like, yes, I do not interact with peasants. Like, the way she turned that <laughs> corner, y'all, like... I agree with everything you said, Curtis. Like it, it, it just it was one of those moments that just took your breath away. And she, she was serving. She was serving a real look. Like I, I, I think it is. Yeah, goes down as, as in in the book as one of the best looks to have ever walked that runway. Carissa, 
Yeah, I'm I'm with Chad here. I love 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 Chad Michaels and I've been lucky enough to see her perform um a number of times because she took over for Nina Flowers for like a year or so hosting Drag Nation in Denver. Um and it was one of my life's great blessings, honestly, to see her perform two looks once a month. Like and she turned them always. And she would do a share thing and then she would do a Marilyn Manson inspired thing. Like it was amazing. And she stomped the runway this whole season, but this look is there's nothing about it that isn't perfect. There's nothing. And so for that, it it is my clear winner. I have to say, and I'll get back to you, Curtis, but for me, I hear where you're coming from, Curtis, where you're like, I want to give the edge to the one that was handmade. And I, and I appreciate that. And I'm glad that we had three out of the four of the looks in the final four being handmade looks. I don't imagine that Chad bought this off the rack. I'm sure like Chad's Hmm. partner does a lot of Chad's designs. So I'm assuming Chad at least had a hand in this look that emerald fabric, the, the, the tones of everything just perfectly it met the challenge Mm -hmm. perfectly but not only that it really summed up what chad is which is old school drag Mm. excellence and we've never had anyone come close to chad's level on that so this look is more than a look to me this is an emblem of who chad is a drag queen better than either of her promo looks the all-stars one was terrible the season four one was solid but like if i'm chad michaels that's the look that i'm using as my calling card because i know exactly what i'm getting with chad michaels there polish beauty elegance taste that's and it looks effortless yeah the way she wears it it looks so easy for her Absolutely. Curtis, have you made a decision? I mean, you all made it for me. It's, yeah. <laughs> I I thought, and this is stupid, I thought you all three were going to vote for Raja's look and I was going to be out on my little island by myself. So it's great to hear that I wasn't wrong to begin with. I love this look. Unapologetically, it's, it's perfection. It is drag perfection. It's better than drag excellence. It's drag perfection. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And I feel as though Chad is kind of like our forgotten winner at this point. Mm-hmm. We really haven't seen her much at all since All Stars won. And I feel like the children need to be reintroduced. Given how much, by the way, we're recording this in the middle of season 13. Um, given how much people have rallied to Tamisha Iman as well they should, I feel like Chad is kind of of that same school of mm-hmm. pioneers who have really paved the way for a lot of younger performers. If you're listening to this and you haven't watched the early seasons and you haven't watched All Stars 1, I encourage you to check out Chad Michaels. She is a professional. That's that's exactly who she is, mm. and she deserves your support. So, uh, silence. <laughs> I've consulted with the judges, but the final decision is mine to make. Just kidding. Uh, we all agree the best runway look for the first six seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race is Chad Michaels' season four inauguration ball look. Do you agree with our pick, or do you think we're more Santino and less Michelle Visage? Let us know your picks and tell us which looks you think we should have included by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or holla at us at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. While you're there, make sure that you like and subscribe for more great pop culture debate content. I want to say thank you to my judges. You are always toots, never boots to me. And thank you for listening. Until next time, remember, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinions. Now, let's go to the Interior Illusions Lounge and enjoy a nice, absolute cocktail. Your attitude seems very pointed right now. Just like your chin, (laughs) Eric. I wish. (laughs) 